0: In the 6th chapter of John's Gospel, we find Jesus, after he has fed 5,000 people, and after he has walked across the water, he is teaching and answering people's questions. Then they ask Jesus, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they ask him, well, what sign then will you give that that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? You know, our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of god is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world sir they said always give us this bread then jesus declared i am the bread of life whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty But as I have told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. But all those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Now, what was the question? The question was, what must we do to do the works God requires? Interesting, then, that there's a whole lot of talk of bread when the question was, what must we do to do the works God requires? They start first to talk about manna. Maybe you've heard the saying, it was like manna from heaven. Sort of an old-timey phrase maybe your grandparents said. Anybody ever heard someone say, it was like manna from heaven? Right. And when we say that, we, we, we tend to think it was like found money. It was like a free lunch. It fell into my lap like you wouldn't believe. It all worked out even though I didn't expect it to whatsoever. It was miraculous, unexpected. That's, that's the spin we have put on manna from heaven, like found money. But to think of it that way, and, and we tend to think about anything God does as miraculous, is to sort of miss the point of it. They started to talk about Jesus, as we always do, about the good old days, right? You know, you you may be talking about this, but let me tell you about the good old days when our ancestors ate manna from heaven, bread from heaven. As it is written, God sent them bread from heaven. Now, when the people of God were released from slavery, from bondage in Egypt, they were taken out into the wilderness now, this wilderness was bewildering to them because they were city folk, you see. Uh, even though they were slaves, they lived in the big cities of Egypt. And in the big cities, everything's right there. Everything you need is right there. And even though they were slaves, they had food to eat. You want to feed the slaves because they got to work to build the pyramids. But when they got out in the wilderness, this was a foreign place. And they soon started to complain like children in the backseat of a car. Did you just bring us out here to starve us? Was that your plan? When are we going to McDonald's? And mom's saying, we have leftovers at home. Oh, no. They started to complain. Did you just bring us out here to starve us? So God provided manna from heaven. God provided bread for them every single day. So to think about it as miraculous or found money or something unexpected is to miss the point. The point was God saw what the people needed and God provided it every single day. It was God's provision. It was God providing for them. Now it fell overnight like the dew I have no idea what it looked like. I I always picture it like popcorn just all over the backyard. So they would go out and they would gather the manna and it would only last the day. You couldn't save it. You couldn't freeze it. You couldn't put it in Tupperware. You couldn't hoard it. It only lasted for 24 hours because God was providing for that day. Now, that is except for the day before the Sabbath, On the day before the Sabbath, it fell in a double measure. It was twice as deep. And they went up and gathered all of it. And that that manna lasted 48 hours. So they did not have to work or gather on the Sabbath. So to say manna from heaven is to say God will provide. Maybe you've heard that saying, God will provide So they asked Jesus, what are you going to do? What sign will you give us? And Jesus said, I am the bread of heaven. I am the bread of heaven. I am the bread of life. You could see their little world, wheels in their head turning like, wait wait a minute. We're, We're talking about bread. I am the bread of life. And whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never, ever be thirsty. That God was providing again for his people. And God was providing in a more powerful and everlasting way through Jesus Christ. I am the bread of life. God will provide But are we willing to trust that God will provide? Jesus said to them, even though you've seen me, you still don't believe. But whoever is given to me, I'll never drive them away. I didn't come to do my will down here. I came to do the one who sent me, his will. And whoever is given to me, I will hold them fast and raise them up on the last day, that this is the will of him who sent me, that whoever believes will have eternal life. So what does it look like to believe and trust that God will provide? I think for a lot of us, it can look like that wilderness, a little bit of a foreign place, you see, Because we're very used to running our own lives. We're very comfortable trusting in ourselves. We've learned that, that that's the best way. If we can trust in ourselves or maybe just a couple people, we'll be be okay. It can feel a little foreign to trust wholly in God, that God will provide. Years and years ago, I ran a... uh, basketball league in, in, in inner city Pittsburgh. And most of the teams were from the inner city, but some were from the suburbs. And and uh, my team was completely all all guys from inner city neighborhoods. But uh, every year we had a basketball banquet at the end of the season. And this one year, the banquet was at Fox Chapel Presbyterian Church. They had a team in the league. So my inner city kids, we all got in the van and we drove out to Fox Chapel. And I had to be there early because I had the trophies and we were setting up. And we're there in the Fellowship Hall, and all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see my guys like heading out the door. I'm like, where are you going? Oh, don't worry, don't worry, we're going to the store. I said, there's no store. And they go, oh yeah, there's a store on every corner, come on. I said, you rode in here on the van, did you see a store? "Uh, No, but, but there's a store, there's a store on every corner. I said, not in Fox Chapel, there's not. You got to walk miles to get to the store. And they could not comprehend it. See, see, sometimes we're like that, though. When we trust in ourselves, we feel like there's a store on every corner, that we'll take care of it, that we'll be okay. And at first, to trust wholly in God that God will provide can seem like this vastness of no store, that we're not trying to make it on our own wits, by our own understanding, trusting just in ourselves. Are we ready, ready to let go and trust that God will provide what we need every day? You know, I've been home a lot and watching way more television than I normally do, and I watch those commercials come around again and again and again. But I love when the ones come on about, new homeowners becoming their parents. Have you seen these commercials? Because Cheryl gives me the look. She knows that's me, like through and through. And one of the la- last ones is probably because of the playoffs is they're going to a stadium, you know. So they're standing in the parking lot. They're tar- talking about parking. He goes, let's, let's stop talking about parking. Come on, let's go in. And as they start in, someone says, is it our plan to still leave at the beginning of the third quarter? And he says, let's not talk about leaving before we even arrive. And I thought, that's us. You know, we worry about things that haven't even happened. We try to control everything right now, and then we try to stretch that control into the future. Are we ready to trust that God will provide? Now, What was the question again? What do we need to do to do the work of God? Jesus answered, we need to trust in him. We need to trust that God will provide what we need to do the work that God wants us to do, right where we are, at work, at school, in our neighborhood, right where he's placed us. We have to trust that God will provide, and when we do that, Then we'll have what we need, not not always what we want, but what we need to do the work of God.